I heard a quote once, for example, um, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And if the belly to belly interaction with your customer is a technician, uh, I wouldn't say like always be selling like upselling necessarily because sometimes people know what a service company is trying to do. And like, I just want you to come out here and do the work. I'm not here to get upsold but selling your value that can come from a lot of different ways. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. Um, Joe was out of the office once again this week, so Hobby is uh, stepping in. Mm-hmm. He and I are going to kind of take over the first little bit, and then we're also going to have Michael join us for the uh, kind of feature focus later on. So Javi, Michael, and myself have like a little uh, party there at the end and kind of explain some things. Um, party? The, the sales, well, I mean, as much of a party as it can be with you there. Oh, so. man, dude, it's always a, it's, it's a party <laughs> with three, man. So, right? <laughs> Well, I think actually, you know, I take that back. It'd probably be the life of the party, this fly new haircut you got. Oh, man. Even, I'm just trying to be like you, dude. Even kind of kind of growing some stuff there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> finally holding up to that, the New Year's resolution. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got it. I got one hair on my chest finally. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Only took six months, but he got it. I, I got it. So, Javi, um, what have we got today to start? Yeah, so as I mentioned last week, we will have a new release by the time that this podcast uh, is re- is released, which is uh, early in the week, next week. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and we do have some um, some notes on what those releases and bugs and things of that nature will be. Um, do you want to go through a couple of those? Yeah, so the full, rele- <laughs> the full release notes, talking is hard. Um, will be on the blog, um, but just a few kind of to mention are a few of our users had an issue in, in their quick ad. It was it was relatively um, kind of focused on just a few of our newer users. Mm-hmm. They're unable to schedule jobs in the quick ad, so that's been resolved. Um, another big one for our hybrid five and six users, those who kind of bounce back and forth between the software, um, canceling jobs in five the job notifications, and we talked about this on one of our earlier podcasts, the job notifications weren't um, being disabled in six. Right. They weren't communicating that process. And so that has been resolved. So any of our hybrid users, that's definitely a big one that uh, I think they'll be thankful that that's um, working mm-hmm. that way. And then these last two yeah, will be are... huge for a lot of users. So if you're listening, definitely tune into this part. Um there were two issues on our, our grid list. So one of them has been kind of an ongoing thing that we've heard from a lot of our users on, mm-hmm. and one of them is more recent. And so I'll start with that one. You were unable to resize the columns. So right. on our account list, order list, job list, when you would try to resize the columns, um, there would there would be like like some pushback there, and it would try to it wouldn't hold that when you yeah. would move from page to page. So that has been resolved. Uh, whatever width you set those columns at, it'll actually remember that. It'll save that next time you log in. It'll remember that. It's all tied to you as a user. Yeah. It's just like kind of in, think of it as like an over-glorified Excel sheet. Right. And it'll actually stay sticky this time. Yep. And the really big part, which has been asked, uh, requested a lot um, throughout my time here and even before, on any of those grid lists, you have the ability to choose different columns. So it has kind of like a preset list of anywhere from, you know, six to eight columns that are on there. Yeah. 
but we have a whole slew of data that uh, that can be included if you need to see it for your particular use. Well, now it, whatever you choose in that columns list, it'll actually stay permanently when you log in or log out. Because mm-hmm. right now it stays permanently until you log out, and then the system refreshes um, to what the defaults were to kind of improve uh, the query times and other things like that. Yeah. But um, they've done a ton of work on it. The devs have done a great job. And so now when you choose those columns, whatever you kind of your custom viewpoint is going to be, it'll save that. And so the next time you join into that order list, account list, et cetera, it'll remember that. This is really big because different companies, even if they're in the exact same industry, want to see different things first on the list, like a, an account memo or whatever. So this will change the game for a lot of people if you know how to use it. And if you don't, service monster on it slash onboarding yeah um we'll, and, we'll uh, include a, a quick little video um when this comes out you don't want them to call you well, I mean, yeah, well i'll give you their or adam's personal phone number right now and <laughs> <laughs> start calling after hours yeah 3 a.m this is jake from state farm <laughs> yeah. but um it, as i mentioned those are just kind of four of the the larger ones take note the full release notes will be on the blog so I'll go ahead and uh, take a look at that. Yeah, now uh, moving on to Smug. Um, we had some good stuff this week. So uh, Adam, uh, Dan asked about creating a whole uh, new order group called uh, the Rework and thought this might be a good time to kind of go through some of the you know best practices for um, in, in the system and like because we don't want it to affect the order averages and things of that nature when something does need to be reworked. Yeah. So Dan was listening to one of our other podcasts where we kind of talked about this and the different job types you could use. And so when you do have a scenario where rework is involved, you want to make sure that that's tracked properly so that mm-hmm. it's not, you know, affecting you. You don't think that that job is revenue building. And so you can make sure that your technicians are trained properly. If there's one that seems to be having more rework than others. Right. Okay. And what Dan brought up was that he thought it might work best if there's a whole new order type that was just called rework. Right. And so what I kind of wanted to do is just kind of show what what Joe talked about and why the system is built this way. Um, Because the idea is that you would just take the invoice that you recently completed. Right. And you would just schedule another job against it and label it as rework. That way they know what they did last time. They have all the information there, and then you can include fresh new job notes for that particular job of mm-hmm. what needs to be reworked, what the issue was, make sure that you know the customer is satisfied, and, and all those notes. But it, it's not going to create a new order mm-hmm. because if you create a new order, your dashboard is going to be off slightly. Yeah. Um, it's going to it's going to like lower your average because your new order is going to there's no actual revenue there, and you may not even notice it if you have a lot of invoices it might it may not bring down that average um but it will make a difference if you know the beginning of the month or whatever like you'll notice it right away um so right now the order types are estimate work order invoice and voided um if you didn't know and so he was asking for a whole new one right like rework and so yeah they really just wanted to kind of explain like why the reasoning is the way that it is and then also one of the other users in Smug kind of chimed in and, and her thought was, you know, exactly what I just mentioned. Like, well, we just create a whole new order and then we just kind of invoice it out at zero dollars. And that's just yeah. kind of 
if you do that, is it going to be the end of the world? Probably not. No, but it, it will lower your average invoice, and it's going to just kind of take some of those KPIs mm-hmm. and affect them. Yeah. You know, and you know the whole point is we want to have the data as clean and as is an honest representation of what's happening as possible. Exactly. And plus, you want to make sure your technicians know exactly what happened last time. If I mean, if it's a different tech, you know, they would want to see everything that that guy did on the previous order or, or pictures and yeah, or exactly, notes. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Good answer, man. Um, is this Family Feud? Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah good answer. And the board says <laughs> Top five answers on the board. Right. Um, Scott was asking, um, can you? Is like a tongue twister. Can you give one ticket or invoice to appointments with a separate technician uh, from the mobile app uh, so I can see, set a quote for myself uh, and the job time for each tech? Um, thought it would be good training, um, you know, to our listeners, you know, having that ability to schedule multiple jobs on any order. From, from the app specifically. Yeah. So this is just kind of one of those um, quick kind of featured training notes is that in our system, orders and jobs are separated. And for a lot of you, that, that isn't always clear if your process is generally one job per order. It, they seem like they're just all kind of connected. Mm-hmm. But every order, you can have multiple jobs. You can assign it to multiple routes on your schedule. So you can have multiple technicians working in it. Right. And on the desktop app, on the QuickEd, you can schedule as many jobs against an order as you want right there all it's on one super screen. super simple. It's easy. Yep. You have a lot of you know, real estate on the screen to play with. Yep. And even if you don't use the QuickEd, you can still schedule as many jobs against that. You can do one-off jobs that, again, the, you know, like the rework scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, or in this scenario, you can have one job for the estimate first, and then a week later, you have the other job for the actual work to get done. Mm-hmm. So... Just kind of one of those things that's nice to point out, um, whether you're using it for the mobile app or just you know wanting to have those blocked off on your schedule, making sure that uh, you have all of your bases covered. Right. Makes sense. And uh, Tim asked, uh, I don't have a process in place for tracking my employees' time on a job. Does anyone have a good system down? Maybe use a service monster or another program looking for ideas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I always like to point out kind of these collaboration posts. It's one of my favorite things to see in Smug is when the various business owners are kind of asking each other for, you know, tips that they might have on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this particular one, it got brought up, you know, a couple of different companies. Uh, Life 360 was one that got mentioned where, that one's a little bit more in depth about kind of keeping track of GPS at all times on, on their company phones. Um, the reason we can't have that set up on is because it's a personal phone. Generally, the apps can be downloaded on. So mm-hmm. it creates issues as far as, you know, what's allowed, you know, as far as like, like the tracking goes. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is that possibility. And then um, you have the ability to, to check in and check out on the technician app. Uh, one of the worries of their is if they forget or things like that. If they, if they do forget and they're honest, you can go in and edit that manually you if you're an, an admin or, or a manager user mm-hmm. um, on the schedule. So you, you if that does come up, you do have that ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to make sure you train kind of the SOP process. Because I'm sure you guys have SOPs, right? <laughs> but the SOP process can just be like when you're on the job, you check in, 
and it's really hard to not check out. It's part of that ending checklist. If you just go through the list at the end of it, like you're checking out every time. Yeah, you can't so. miss it if you're doing it right. Yep. So yeah, thanks as always to our smug users for their collaboration with each other. Um, for this week's for this week's feature focus, I'm going to let um, Michael and Javi talk first, kind of about the relationship in terms of sales and marketing, and how they kind of uh, work together. So I'm going to pop out here, and Michael is going to take my spot. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, dude. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being on here. Yeah. And uh, this is interesting because, you know, marketing and and sales, you know, it, it doesn't work. You know, it's kind of like a neck and a head kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and what neck I love about yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like look over there. <laughs> um, and it's funny because uh, we actually work really close uh, mm-hmm. to one another physically, mm-hmm. and. Um, and it's really easy to kind of you know collaborate and, and yep. um, that communication. But you you wanted to talk about a couple of things. Do you have anything that you uh, um, as far as like because of course some of the sales and marketing processes that we have at Service Monster won't necessarily be super specific to like a service industry um, yeah. uh, business, but it it it's almost like the same thing. Yeah. If you tear it down to the bare bones, yeah. Um, I think like the fundamentals. That's right. the same kind of the the general focus behind um, how you approach sales and marketing is the same across the board pretty much. I mean, I just wanted to kind of briefly just give an overview of the relationship between sales and marketing. Basically, they need each other. Sales and marketing need each other. They, mm-hmm. they don't really work that well individually. Um, marketing kind of gets the general focus of marketing, you know, is to get that brand awareness out there or to get people to know what your brand is and for a service business it's um involves advertising your services involves advertising a special offer you're running or a deal that's kind of like the initial contact the marketing is the initial contact initially reaching out getting people to be interested in your service or in your business and then the sales team are the ones who actually make it happen who convert those leads into sales into actual customers right um it's I think the way you do it is like um, marketing gets that initial contact and exposure, yep. sales reels them in. That's the simplest yeah. way to put you, it. You bag them, I tag them, man. <laughs> yep. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because even even after the sale, mm-hmm. I, and I think Adam can chime in here in the future. Like, well, not right now. Um, he's spacing out right now. <laughs> but uh, it, you know, it's when somebody buys our software, mm-hmm. that's where it's like just begun. Yeah, because right? I can show them all the shiny things mm-hmm. that are important to them. Yeah, and that because people buy based off of emotion, right? We all mm-hmm. know that. We all are human beings. We do things to either avoid pain or gain pleasure. Um, and you're seeing all these shiny things in, in this new software, looking ahead like, wow, if I just do what Javi said in this uh, live demo and I implement this, my business is going to be drastically different in a yeah. year. Um, and then they start chipping away at it after that sales call and they're like super frustrated and they take their anger out on, or not their anger out, which I should say. Um, frustration. Frustration, yeah, because it's hard, guys, to learn a new software mm-hmm. um, on, on our onboarders. They, yeah. they they work through it through mm-hmm. with the onboarders. And I feel like, the onboarders are are true salespeople in yeah. at Service Monster yeah. specifically because they're 
consistently selling value, showing new shiny things, if you will, to the yeah. customer. But they have to work through those nuts and bolts um, that most people just kind of, you know, you you gotta you gotta become competent at yeah. in those in those things. Yeah, I mean, it's going back to like I guess the relationship of of obviously of like Michael you were saying Hobby. of Michael and Javi, yes, <laughs> sales and marketing at a yeah. at Service Monster. Um, yeah, that's right. We don't need to go too much into what I mean. Actually, in um, I don't remember what episode it was a while back on one of the podcasts I was on, and Joe and I talked about marketing strategies, kind of an overview. I think uh, we will be doing more of that in the future. So, kind of, we want to hammer home the importance of um, really focusing individually on sales and marketing, but also focusing on them together. Um, each each aspect needs its own attention, but you also have to look at the big picture of mm-hmm. what you're trying to do with them. I mean, really, the whole point is to get jobs. Obviously, that's right. that's the point, or to get paid. Um, exactly, to make money. Um, but for a service business, I mean, you guys are busy. You you guys are are out there. A lot of you are single owner operators. You don't have a ton of time to spend on marketing or on sales, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're, one wearing thing all the hats. Do, yeah, you're wearing all the hats. I mean, you're you're the marketer, you're the sales guy, you're the office person, you're the technician who does the jobs. You know, you're you're and the owner. You're everything. Right. It's like it's like you show up at somebody's house and like, can I speak to your customer service? And you're, you're looking at them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so I just wanted to kind of we we talk about this a lot, but just the importance of automating as much marketing as possible of um you know whatever ad source that you're using um whether it's google ads or facebook or instagram or something Mm -hmm. doing those kind of ads where you can set them and run um and then have them um go to a lead capture source that is uh also automated or streamlined is that that's what like what think the most like like web forms like with for service monster we have web forms that you can use or zapier you can use um for automating lead capture. Um, you just want to make it as easy as you can on yourself. And I think that's kind of a lot of our goal with Service Monster and yeah. the marketing tools that we provide um, really is to streamline that process between sales and marketing for right. service businesses. It. Yeah, of making it so that the automated marketing for all the follow-up stuff is pretty straightforward, pretty easy, set it, let it run. Um, and getting their leads in from the initial advertising that you do on your own, right. um, getting those leads to come into Service Monster mm-hmm. so that you can easily um, follow up on them is that that's our goal. We want to make that as easy because you guys don't have time to be doing right. a lot of other stuff. I mean, you can do organic engagement like Joe and I talked about on Instagram of reaching out to people and actively trying to get new leads that way. But again, and I, I see a lot of guys who do do that yeah. um, who are single owner operators, but it's they're doing that time. in their spare time. They're doing yeah. that in between jobs or in the evenings or something. And um, it works, but it's you got to automate as much as you can. It's consistency, guys. Yeah. When you're doing things like a one-on-one engagement with people, especially like on Instagram or social media, it's mm-hmm. consistency. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're like the best in, uh, engager yeah. on social media. If you're only doing it once a week, it's probably not going to be very effective. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it 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 works. Mm-hmm. How do like what's that saying? Like, um, some some things work all the time, but nothing works all the time, or something yeah. like that. Uh, but just um, 
you know stick to that one system that you have mm-hmm. if you have systems it'll work yeah yeah and i think this is the last like kind of point of the relationship between sales and marketing that i wanted to touch on um and this actually relates to um, a recent blog post that i posted um by the time this is out it'll be last week um joe actually asked on facebook to his friends and followers on facebook um what are the five or what are what are what is the best uh, businesses, business decision you've ever made and what is the worst business decision you've ever made? Great um, questions. Yeah. And he got tons of responses. I think over two or about 200 responses between the two different posts. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a blog post summing up the five uh, from each that were kind of the main ones. A lot of them were repeated. People kind of had the same best and worst decisions they'd made. And one that I just felt like really, really related to our discussion of sales and marketing, kind of the overview of how they relate is answering your phone, always answering your phone. Um, and a lot of guys said the best business decision they ever made was doing something to, um, or implementing a system to where their phone was always answered. One guy, his wife came on board and did all the office stuff, answered the phone. Mm-hmm. Someone else said that they um, hired an answering service to always answer their calls because basically if you're doing marketing and you're advertising for your business, but you don't answer the phone when uh, someone's calling you mm-hmm. um, that saw your ad and then you lose that, that doesn't even become a lead at that point. You just lose it and you don't get that business. I mean, you're wasting money at that point. Exactly. And, um, that's kind of the whole focus there of of making sure that what you're doing with marketing is um, translating to your sales in general by answering your phone exactly. and making sure that it's all coming together. 100%. It's like dating, yeah. right? You could be the best looking guy and not talk to anybody or leave your house. Yep. You'll never get a date. Yep. But you can, you know, be the... The worst looking guy, but you just go through the numbers like, hey, you into uh, you into tall dudes with brown hair and glasses? Nope. Okay, next, right? Mm-hmm. And you can eventually collect enough numbers, but if you don't call them back or don't text them until like three days later, we might lose interest and find somebody yep. else. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about carpets, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Just got, you just got to be on top of it. Answer you your do. phone, be on top of it. Otherwise your whole sales and marketing process is going to, is, is going to collapse. Yeah. I mean, it's not effective at that point. For sure. Um, looks like you have a bunch of stuff that you wanted to go over yeah, um, and, more sales and perspective. Of, you know, and, and most of these things too, like we've already kind of covered, mm-hmm. but I do want to mention that like qualifying your leads yeah. is crucial and knowing like which avenues um, have better leads mm-hmm. than others right because yeah. i know a lot of you guys use like angie's list uh, or home advisor i don't know what who bought out who but uh, for newer companies mm-hmm. right uh, it's sometimes it, it helps it doesn't work for all companies but those leads may not be the most qualified ones because they're price shoppers yeah a lot of times not all not always um but for us specifically i know a few months ago we were doing more facebook ads and we kind of we 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 turned that down right we restructured it yeah we, we turned it down a bit yeah restructured it yeah that was because some of those leads coming in from facebook as we were calling them out um they thought we were a lead generation company that we provided leads or mm-hmm. they our message wasn't clear sometimes uh, a lot of junk leads and we just knew 
Facebook didn't deliver the quality needs that we yeah. needed versus with some of the content that we push out um, like this um, or on our, you know, that eventually makes them land on our website, yeah. like through Instagram or something like that. And they fill out the, the, when somebody's actually putting in their information, they've already have seen Service Monster, like, I don't know, 10, 12 times yeah. um, through multiple different avenues. Yep. And they're way more qualified because yep. they physically had to type that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Again, for us, like, I feel like, within the first five minutes of getting a lead, like 95% of the time, if, if we call them, 95% of the time they'll answer. And I think that can go hand in hand with the service business because if you get a lead right away, if you have an alert, like an mm-hmm. email or a notification, um, call them. Because yep. they're probably gonna call two or three other companies as well right after yours. Yep. Yeah, that's again, that's being efficient, effective, making the most out of your marketing to sales kind of process. Right. Being timely yeah. with it. Yeah. Punctual. Sure. One other thing, too, that I wanted to mention is uh, mind blowing content. Putting out things that actually matter and seem more specific to that customer is pretty important. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Sometimes, like, you know, of course, we send out. Uh, emails to everybody and they see this you know everybody sees the same thing Mm -hmm. but sometimes that's geared towards people who are already customers but we're we're still continuing to deliver content and value because our product is forever changing Mm -hmm. and always getting better and it's and it's like the worst it'll ever be always yeah right um so but even better yeah right because it'll always get better um but even after you I do get a lead from you, uh, from all the stuff that you're working on the back end. Um, I have my own follow-up list, follow-up emails that I do that are more specific. Uh, Some testimonials to carpet cleaners versus testimonials uh, to a window window washer Mm -hmm. or repeat rate. I may not send a repeat rate specific email to a lead, yeah. Uh, if their company is something like water restoration, right? Because you can do as much marketing as you want. You can't force somebody to have a, an accident, right? <laughs> exactly. Or a fire emergency yeah, or something. something. They need your services for it. Yeah. Exactly. But it's still good to get it out there because yeah. when they do need it. Um, but you get the point. Be specific on who you're targeting and what yep. you're trying to to convey yep. to them and bring in value. And to yep. a carpet cleaner, it could be, hey, six months after a service, um, hey, these are five easy things that you can do to take wine off mm-hmm. of your rug if you spill wine on it yeah. or something um, before calling us, yeah, right? exactly. Um, but things of that nature that make people feel yeah. like special well i think one thing that i just thought of with that is residential versus commercial work of um um, so many service businesses do both they do residential work they do commercial work those are vastly different in how you market to those how the sales process is entirely different um and that's a great example what you were saying of, of really personalizing the the marketing content and also um when you get to the sales actual um the actual sales time, mm-hmm. you you need to be specific with that because if you're all focusing on, you know, cleaning your driveway and 
cleaning your fence and stuff. And then some business owner who has a business in like a big warehouse or something is going to be like, what? Like that doesn't apply to me. That's not, it doesn't have that connection. And then it's a very easy, real example of why it's important to personalize your content and really to um, be, be intentional with it. Exactly. Um, you don't, you don't want to, um, I mean, it's not bad necessarily to do some kind of, just blanket general at least marketing. At that point, you're doing something. Yeah, and, and that's more brand awareness. But when you're really focusing on trying to get um, someone to, you know, do a contract, um, if you're, it's a commercial work or just come clean that's their house, point. you need to be specific. Offer, tell them what you're offering, how it benefits them, um, why they should use you, and make it, you know extremely applicable to their life exactly to their situation their you know their neighborhood even 100 percent, man because mm-hmm. uh when you are targeting commercial clients when it's when it's business to business sometimes a business owner won't read it and it'll be like mm-hmm. a manager exactly of a, of that's a another that's a really or something. Point, yeah and how are you, they don't care about that business as much as the owner cares mm-hmm. about that business so yep. is this email being sent out to the uh, owner or is it being sent out to the manager property yeah. management or just or like whatever. an office person even. an office person exactly just like an office assistant yeah yeah so yep. um switching around the verbiage so it brings value to them in that point of view mm-hmm. like hey let me make your job easier where you're at or, hey, let me make your curb appeal for your business, um, help you improve sales. Uh, let me come mm. wash your windows and, and remove those hard water spots so that, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything yeah. kind of thing. Um, versus, you know, obviously like residential, it might, you might want to switch it up a little bit. Maybe um, a parent will be reading that and they're busy with kids all the time and don't have that um flexibility in their schedule um to do some of those cleaning things that uh like washing a window or cleaning their carpet or whatever yeah but that's a great point bro yeah was there anything else that you wanted to go over for that should we bring adam back on i think talk about some processes in service monster yeah because we have a ton of things in service monster that they can use to keep track of of some of the marketing things like after an estimate is created Mm -hmm. um, or following up. Adam knows a lot more about that stuff than I do. So he's like the master. Exactly. Well, you know a lot too. I just talk about the shiny things, man. And then Adam knows like how things are done and knows like the details. Adam is the man. He's amazing. Yeah. Honestly, you guys, (laughs) you guys don't know how amazing Adam is. Now you know. Yeah. He's amazing. What a, what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> we, we love Adam around we here. We do. Yeah. yeah. This All is right. not a sponsored <laughs> nope. Uh, ad. <laughs> nope. He didn't force us to say this or anything. What? <laughs> no. Seriously, though. All right, Adam, Adam you want to come on yeah. back? All right. Well, thanks for having me. This was yeah, fun. Yeah, Michael, thank um, you. Appreciate your yeah. time, man. Yeah, of course. Hey, Adam. Hey, Javi. <laughs> Some uh, some hype I got to live up to now. That's, That's right, dude. I'm just trying to feed you some energy. <laughs> yeah, bring the heat, man. Um, so we want to talk about some sales processes in, in Service Monster. Um, what are some of the processes that are... Um, I mean, because different industries have different sales processes. Obviously, like a uh, 
window washer might be drastically different than like a water restoration company. Right. It's it's a it's a quick job versus something that's going to take a long time or higher tickets or whatever. What what does that look like for you? What do you try to gear people people towards? Well, I think at the beginning, kind of like taking that little pipeline from marketing to sales, if we're just looking at a, at a new sale, the first thing you really just want to focus on is like I mentioned one of our very first podcasts, we're talking about the leads. And that's just the activities. Um, Using the activities inside Service Monster so that you have the initial contact handled and you have notes about the initial contact handled. If you're an owner-operator or if you have a really small team and maybe you guys are wearing a lot of different hats, Mm -hmm. then you're going to have a lot of different things going on during your day. And if you don't take the time... It only really takes about 10, 15, 20 seconds. If you don't take the time to put those notes in, the next time you contact that person, whether it's the next day, whether it's two days later, you're going to be asking the same questions. You're no longer prepping yourself. You're not getting ahead of what his problems are. Mm -hmm. You're just more focused on kind of really just, all right, so just tell me what day you want and I'll I'll come do the work. You're not going above and beyond. You're not utilizing what CRM is for, right, to help build that relationship. Right. That's what it stands for, customer relationship management. Right. Yeah. And so that's really the very first thing is utilizing those activities, um, whether it's on the account list itself, whether you're using the you know, the lead list process. I honestly, I don't care where you're doing the, the activities because you can build them from almost any page. The whole point of it is that you can keep track of your notes. Yeah. So that's the first process. The next one would then be to automate some sort of follow-up after that, you know, um, for obviously, after the work's done, you can automate that whole process. Mm-hmm. But even just from the time that you've made your first contact or you've or you've been an on-site estimate, maybe do a follow-up email to that so that you're not constantly being the only one sort of focused on making sure that they've read and reviewed the proposal and that they've gone through that, but that you also, you know, have some automated help just for that time. For sure. If you really want to go above and beyond and you don't really necessarily want to have additional office staff, you can also utilize something like Responsibid because um, their whole process is really the sales pipeline and, right. and upselling and kind of taking that time mm-hmm. away from yourself or from like additional employees you would have to hire to handle that. Exactly. So, And I've heard a ton of value from Responsibid too. Like as far as that, that follow-up process after or even especially after an estimate is spot on. Yeah. So honestly, at some point we'll probably have the full podcast on Responsibid because if you guys haven't heard of them, if you are looking to kind of enhance your sales, they are fantastic platform. They're in our marketplace. Um, You can read about them there. Not really a sales pitch. I promise if if Kurt, if you listen to this, it's not really the point of this, but you know, they have a great product. And so what's interesting, man, because like I will get, people calling in into service monster just because they integrate with or we integrate with responsibility yeah and um there's almost like a cult following around responsibility and i've you know i looked at their price tag and it's expensive but i've never heard that it's not worth the investment it's um, a ton of window washers use them for sure and i'd say the primary Demographic are going to be the window washers and, and the pressure, pressure washers. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Sweet, man. But um, as far as like uh, our Kanban board and things of that nature, 
Is that, that's like a little bit more advanced, right? Yeah. And it's not really that I don't start with that. It, it's more like it, because from my point of view, I'm trying to help someone understand the system first. The Kanban is then if you want to have a visual representation of that data, that's where the Kanban comes into play. And yeah. it's my probably my favorite place in the software. Yeah, man. F- um, because like, I think the biggest thing for, I'm a visual person. Yeah. I want to set myself up for success the next time I pick up a conversation with somebody. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, you know, you haven't seen a friend for a while. And then like last time they told you something important in your life and you asked them the same question, like, dude, I told you last time, like you feel, you feel like a jerk. It's kind of like, like forgetting somebody's name. Yep. Like, Hey guy, how are you? <laughs> um, and that like you can leave in the Kanban board, you can visually see where you last, uh, left off with somebody so you can pick it up right where you last left off. Uh, whether if it's a quick note, an estimate, um, you know, an email, a quick call, um, they're talking to their husband about the, the estimate, whatever it is, it's going to set yourself apart because people, people aren't like, they're not dumb. They, they know, and they're talking to other companies as well. And this, the, the little things matter the little things matter to them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think too, to, to really come full circle with how you, you and Michael kind of started the conversation. Um, that's really interesting because you're in my relationship as far as the business is concerned is drastically different than any of our kind of service providers. You mm-hmm. know, you guys don't need to train someone outside of your technicians, how to clean their own carpet. Right. Yeah, it's not right? really the, it's yeah. not really the, process as far as my job title goes but there is a big correlation in the fact that what you mentioned about yes the sales process has shown the shiny things you've shown off kind of how maybe you have like some really good reviews maybe you have some awards um, some sort of certifications you're showing off Mm. that set you apart from some of your competitors that's great okay so you've sold on that but at the end of the day that doesn't matter how you've sold them if when you or your technicians are actually on site, don't, you know, uphold to whatever that standard is. Yep. And that's kind of that relationship from you to me. Like after yep. you make the sale, there's almost like a reselling process during the training. I have to go into all the nitty gritty and show someone how they can actually get the most out of out of service monster. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing as the technician or the owner operator has to then take what they've sold the customer and really match that yep. in, in the quality of work. It doesn't matter how good your sales and marketing is if your work is subpar. Yeah, because right? so. that could all come tumbling, tumbling down if everybody in your business doesn't have a mindset of you always have to be selling. It, I, Everybody is always selling. I don't care if you're trying to sell your kid on going to bed and you know to go to bed, you're still trying to convince them to a new way of thinking or educate somebody whatever you want to call it and uh yeah i mean it's 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 pretty crucial on uh well i I heard a quote once for example um people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but they'll never forget how you made them feel and if the belly-to-belly interaction with your customer is a technician uh, I wouldn't say like always be selling like upselling necessarily because sometimes people 
know what a service company is trying to do and like i just want you to come out here and do the work i'm not here to get upsold but selling your value that can come from a lot of different ways right it's not telling them hey your gutters are a mess i can clean them right now for whatever it's we're only it's, it's 99 dollars. <laughs> right it's actually uh, it's it, it's okay our initial proposal is for 400 bucks right. so we're doing that work also when we were up on your roof we noticed this uh, we don't have to do it now we don't even have to do it in the future you know it's completely up to you but if you don't take care of this at some point it's going to lead to this 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 and this yeah just right? just setting yourself apart in that way or like hey this was on your roof is this your kid's toy <laughs> or something like little things like that versus just leaving it there looking the other way or, or feeling like you have to get paid to do something like it's the little things like um hey mr customer um like i went ahead and and took care of this for you it was just there might as well um just you know fyi kind of thing right and so or, some of that some of that really might seem obvious, like, oh, yeah, make sure that the work you do obviously is up, is up, up to snuff. But, yeah, like you said, it's really how you're making them feel. Like, are they comfortable with your, you, you in their house, with the technician in the house? Have you created an atmosphere, like a, like, like a culture where your technicians care about that as much, you know, as, mm-hmm. as others have? Um, it's one of the greatest things about working with, with uh, Jay up in up in up north there mm-hmm. is their whole their whole company like just being part of their meetings i mean that michael can attest he was there like everyone everyone was very involved in that everyone had a purpose everyone felt very valued and they want to you know share that value with uh with those dude the, it's those crazy because uh um, i used to run into the janitors from jay's company yep. they would come in and they were just so friendly they would talk about um but at the same time like if i was on a phone call they wouldn't turn on the vacuum little things like that yeah like made all the all the difference um because they were aware of their surroundings they had what what tony robbins likes to call sensory acuity to know what's happening around you and it just use common sense right but like the common sense ain't so common right (laughs) but yeah it's just uh um, kindness, selling your kindness in at your company. And that's how you're going to set yourself apart. It truly is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these are things that we could talk about for probably hours. Um, you know, the topic's broad enough that you can it really is. kind of go into that. Mm-hmm. But just to kind of come full circle, like just make sure that you have marketing efforts out there. If you don't have the time for it, automate it as much as you can. Yeah. Make sure that when the marketing actually works. You're going through the steps as fast as possible to be hitting those leads. Make sure they're qualified. You know, I really like price shoppers are huge, probably, I won't say issue, but there's definitely a huge kind of percentage of our um, culture that, yeah, that really are based around price and nothing more. Yeah. And it's one of those like, like whatever you're paying for is is what you're going to get, right? Yeah. And so, You don't necessarily have to make changes to that. There's probably, we'll have a podcast on pricing at some point. It's interesting because sometimes you can add value to your company. You can add to to your customer by upping your prices. Yep. Like like straight up. Like you don't have to bend over backwards or anything of that nature. If you're just up to the eyeballs with work, 
sometimes the best you can do is, is raise your prices. Right. That's that's value. I mean, people don't go into Gucci and ask for a discount. Like you're gonna pay what it costs. If you want a discount, you go to like I don't know Groupon and look at the companies that right are on there or whatever. So yeah, I, like I said, this we can we can go pretty broad because the topic itself is, is fairly broad in that regard. It but is. if you're in, if you're using Service Monster, make sure you're noting those things in your activities. I know I've said it before. I'll hammer that nail until t- the day I die, probably. If you're not tracking that, then you're not going to be able to have the proper follow-up. You're not going to be able to really know the nitty-gritty of what, like I said, getting out in front of what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not listening to what the customer needs are because you're not taking the time to really note that you care about it yourself. And I agree. If you're a visual person, use that Kanban board to kind of differentiate what step the process is in. Mm-hmm. Easy place to keep track of all your notes there. And then automate some of the follow-up. So. All right. So, yeah. Hope that was useful for everyone. Um, we all had a great time. Next week, Joe will be back, and uh, we'll have a, have kind of a more standard podcast going on there. But until next time, hope everyone has a great week.